From the art of the deal to keeping it real. Live from the Simply Vegas studios, it's The Power Move with John Gafford. Back again, back again, back again, back again, back again. You know what? It, guys, you know this is like episode 42? Sure. Well, really 43, but we're, we have 42 on the books because the lost episode, as we call <laughs> the it. The lost episode. The lost episode the is still thing around the ether. Released <laughs> in the box set. Released in the... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We got to have something for the DVD. You got to have oh. something. But Welcome to the Power Move. My name is John Gafford. I am your host. To the left of me is Colt Cheese Grits. Amadan, <laughs> how you doing, Colt? going on guys and with us as always is the counselor chris connell chris how are you living the dream good man i gotta tell you we got a we got a cool show today uh, you know what last week i gotta tell you they, it, every day can't be halloween you know what i mean every day can't be christmas every night can't be new year's eve and last time we did this i felt like we mailed it in a little bit i did at the end of it i was like man i was ill prepared today i was not prepared i felt like i felt like the show was bad is that old man grandpa advice yeah I mean, I just, yeah, I just felt like it was. Carry I felt like where there's originals I at felt, all times. Yeah, I felt like, I, you know, I felt like I thought, you know, I kind of grabbed something. I thought it was going to be okay, and and then it wasn't there. But today, you know, but we're going to talk about. The cakes came through. Well, they did, but we, that, that part was good. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. But we're going to talk about something important today, uh, which is which is grit. If it's how to have grit, the importance of grit, and all of those things. Because I got to tell you, I saw something this weekend that was, I mean, amazing. Um, it's the only way. To, it's uh, the only way I can say it is amazing, and I have never been glued to social media, watching social media stories like I was this weekend. And I was sitting there watching this, and it was literally one of the most amazing things I've ever seen. And what it was was Jesse Etzler. If you don't follow Jesse Etzler, Jesse Etzler was a founder of Marquee Jets, now married to the lady that founded Spanx. Um, part so owner of the Hawks. Blake, part of the Hawks. I mean, all around amazing dude has entered in, and done a million companies. Jesse is an amazing cat. Uh, he has a mastermind group called Build Your Own, uh, Build Your Life Resume. I mean, just the dude is a, is, is a beast. Written several books and just uh, L- lived with Goggins for a month. Yes, lived with Goggins for a month, but it just all around amazing guy. But he did something this weekend that was incredible. And what it was was he went and and participated in ultra mar- an ultra Ironman. Oh boy. Ultra Ironman in uh, in in in, uh, in Arizona, and I was kind of like, eh, you know, Jesse, he runs races all the time. He does stuff like this all the time. I'm just gonna do it, but not, but nothing to this level of what he did. So for Ultra Ironman, for those of you guys who don't know, it was in Arizona. Day one, they go out there, and it's a nine mile swim in this lake in, in outside of Phoenix. And man, the weather was so bad, it looked like the ocean. I mean, it was choppy nightmare. The water was 57 degrees. Um, they only got probably maybe two thirds of the way through the swim before they literally had to pull them out because it was dangerous. Like people were just, you just couldn't, they were going to drown. They didn't pull them out. So they pull them out and they said, you know what? We're going to call that good because we can't complete it. It's fine. And then they jump on the bikes and do a 90 mile ride on the bike, which seems like a lot until you realize the next day they did another 180 miles on the bike. Yeah. So all in all, inside of 24 hours, they did 270 miles on the bike, right? And this is not just flat ground. This is like 9,000 feet of elevation yeah, yeah. outside of Arizona. And then when that was done, the third day is a 56-mile run. Wow. Double marathon, right? So I'm watching him do this, dude. And the level of of perseverance and the level of grit that he showed to get this done was absolutely mind boggling what it was. It it was just, it was, it was insane to watch this. And I, and a couple of real quick takeaways about this, and then we're going to get into what we're talking about today, which is, which is really a detailed, great book about grit. But when I was watching this, a couple of takeaways, number one is, you know, Jesse's a guy that owns a, uh, owns a deal called all day running company, right? The guy is a runner. He runs every single day, I think. And he is a guy that has, you know, is a runner. So when he runs, he looks like a runner. He looked like he was 120 years old, barely dragging his body on those last, on the marathon. I mean, it it was, he, he, you would have thought he was a hundred years old. If you, if you just rode by on your bike, a rub by in your car, had no idea what was going on, had (laughs) no idea what was happening. You would have thought, my God, that that is that is a hundred year old man running because it looked ridiculous. So, my first takeaway from that was, it he people that are high succeeders and succeed at a high level could give an absolute rat's ass how they look doing it. 
because they're not doing it for you. They're not doing it for style points. They're doing it for something internally burning inside of them. And that grit is making it happen. That's why they do it. Ask me about how uh, how I look during my triathlon. How'd you look during your triathlon? Not good. Not good. Not good. <laughs> right. Because you're grinding it out. Right. And, then, and then here's my second side of the coin, which is this, which is when you see people doing something, you encounter people through life. You don't know if they're on their first mile or their 56 mile. Mm -hmm. So don't be so quick to judge people. Cause again, if you rode by him in a car, you'd be like, look at that dude. He barely nice form genius, you know, <laughs> look just, at that yeah, whatever. Look at that non-athlete, not realizing the dude had just ridden like 200 something miles on a bike, swam nine miles and was running 56 miles. It was do you, bananas. Do you understand what that is? Like if you ever done a triathlon or have you ever done no. like a marathon or no. half marathon or no, a 5k. Yeah. Like honestly, yeah, if you're out of shape. Yeah. You go run three miles. Get up off your ass. Go run, run three miles if you have. It's hard if you're not a runner. It's hard. You tell me about how that first mile looks. Well, that's why you, you know the guys that were doing it with him. He had a whole team, of course, that was helping him along sure. the way and bringing him food, whatever else. And, he, and one of his buddies was doing it. And his buddy at one point um, was like, "I trained my ass off for this for eight months to be here right now. He has not trained." at all other than his normal running and training regiment i cannot he goes i can't fathom how he is doing this i think I he's, do he's, it. he's training i think <laughs> i could do it <laughs> here we go well you know what funny you no, should I, say that I, Cole. i'm probably like him i don't even need to train for it yeah i will tell you this i'll put this on the record yeah. i'll sponsor i'll sponsor your next iron man sponsor Colt for the iron man i'll pay your admission I'll pay your lodging the night it's, before. It, it's, I'll pay your plane it is, fare. It is now a matter of record. <laughs> you have to you have to complete it's it on without there. walking. Man, it's not impressive. Just a normal triathlon. It, it is. It have to be something hard for Iron me to want to do. Ironman, nah, not impressed. <laughs> It'd be a hard one. Not, Sorry, impre guys. not impressed. Not impressed with impressed. the Ironman. I would have to. Uh, have you done an Ironman? <sighs> well, I mean, oh, God. I wake up, I do stuff. <laughs> I do 15 minutes on the elliptical. Have you ever I got, swam in open water? Yeah, it scared the shit out of me. I'm serious. Sharks. I mean, like no, a mile. Yeah. No, not a mile, but I've swam. No, no, no. Not sharks, like a lake. Oh, I, yeah. I did mine out in um, Palm Springs. Yeah. In that lake. And what even lake? that, it's the salt? No, no. The one there's, that floats? There's, a, there's a, um, a recreational area out there, <laughs> Palm Desert. I don't think yeah. so. Thank you. No, for wrong. <laughs> yeah. Now he's arguing <laughs> geography. He's like, I'm very yeah. familiar. Lake are we going flat are earth we, with this we, at some uh, point? <laughs> There's, it's not oh, in man. Palm Springs. It's just it's just a couple miles north. It's adjacent. There's a whole lake. Palm Springs area. adjacent. <laughs> anyway, that's where they run the triathlon out yeah. there, and it's got like a recreational area out there and whatever. Um, even in calm lake waters, first off, when you have all these other competitors around you swimming, it's not. Calm. It's it's not calm. It is freaky. That's why you get out You're in first place, hit. Chris. You're getting smashed. Get out to first place, and then you don't have to worry about competitors. You, yeah, yeah. Swim, swim half a mile oh, one time in the open water, and then we'll see how impressive we'll, this is. Yeah, and we'll see how it is. You know, <laughs> I think, look, high-level people all possess a, a super level of grit, man. Mm -hmm. I, you know, something else, I mean, not only am I watching Jesse do this this weekend, so shout out to you, Jesse. It was, it was amazing, amazing what you did. Um, but I was at dinner yeah. on Saturday. <laughs> You're such a dick. But a Goggins will be like, yeah. Yeah, it's a Thursday. Thursday yeah, you, for Goggins. Like, that, there's just levels to this shit. So we never compare Goggin. yourself against somebody else. I, I, I don't sorry. know no, what Goggins is. I'm, or. I'm sorry. I'm sorry because I think even extreme athletes, that's a lot, man. That is a serious But there thing. are extreme athletes that go, yeah, I can do two I can do all day of this. There's well, that Bigfoot 250 where they run 250 miles. Yeah, that's a lot. The Bigfoot 250. That's a lot. I did a 5K once. Cam Haynes did. So I was climbing uh, Mount Whitney one time. Mm -hmm. Again, I don't... My old man athletic achievements. Yeah. Cam Haynes in a mountain that takes people usually two days to climb, mm -hmm. ran up and down it. He did it in like four and a half or five hours. And just to just uh, to do it. The tallest mountain in the continental United States. And he ran up it. He ran it in like five and some hours. What's that you, Colt? I think I'd do it in four <laughs> hours though. Not impressed. Not impressed. Not impressed. I did a five K once. Um <laughs> Thought a girl was cute, so my thing was I'd always flirt with her, and she was a runner. I'd say kick your ass. That's my flirting, right? And she called me at eleven thirty on a Friday while I was drunk at a bar and says, "Oh, I forgot we have five k in the morning." 
I literally had people running by me going, oh, smells like tequila. <laughs> Still one. Fueled by tequila. That's the extent of Colt's uh, athletic ability. Yeah, not gonna, not you know, that kind of training is not going to get you the Olympics, Colt. It's eh, not going to get you there. I feel like I got a way better shot being an Olympian than doing a two-day uh, You know marathon. what? I'd say you're correct in that. Yeah, I think that's yeah. correct. No, that is impressive. There's yeah. no way in hell. Yeah, there's been thousands and thousands of Olympiads. Very few I know. beings. I have to psych myself up. To get in a car for 300 miles. Well, we're gonna we're gonna find out just how much grit you have a little bit later, Colt. We actually give you the grit yeah. test on the air. We're you know what I don't thing. like? Yes, grit test. Grits. I'm guessing. Grits. How do you hate grits? I don't like grit. Cheesy grits. It's just all grits. Dude, I'm not, look, not a huge I, fan look, of that. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give a shout out right now. I'm gonna I'm give a shout. Out. I went. To, I went to. I went to Super Frico at the Cosmo on Saturday oh, with zero expectation of it being good. Again, it was the only Cosmo restaurant I could get into short notice. I'm going to burn that co giant comp I have up over there before MGM takes over. And dude, that was the best Italian meal with the exception of Carbone I've had in Vegas. It was that even good. better than it was Italian that, American club. It was oh, that it was nice. that good. Better than Piero's yeah. better than all of them Ooh. better than I mean it's better than Ferraro's better, better than all of it. Oh, you it was watch that your good. tongue, sir. I know. It was this, no, it was we might that have to good. Go, you might be uh, fired. Uh, well, the good news, is, the good news is, I still have over a thousand bucks on comp, so we can all go there and, <laughs> and I can prove it to you, which <laughs> yeah, is not okay. a problem. We I will, can, I will take this good. Yeah, we can, we can make that happen, which is good. <laughs> um, but yeah, but so I did that. I did that Friday and then Saturday. You know, I went out and uh, we went to Bordeaux at, uh, at Aria, and I went with the top brass at Rocket Mortgage. They came to town and took us uh, out because we are the number one broker for them here. So, um, and actually it's here being Nevada, not just being Las Vegas. And, and uh, they were nice enough to take us out, which was lovely. And I got to talking to, with, with their, their main, one of their main guys' names, Mike Fawaz. Great dude, super nice. And he's just kind of telling me a story, and he's from North Africa. Um, Where? Uh, I think it was Senegal was what he was saying, if I recall correctly. But again, this is a guy that moved to the States when he was 17, got off an airplane in the middle of winter in Detroit without Ooh, a jacket, a just a t-shirt. <laughs> oh my God. Security guard. Yeah. Security guard gave him his jacket and you know, just his family just made their way. And he's one of the top guys in rocket mortgage and just hustled his way to getting it done. And you hear those stories and you're like, I mean, I just, it just, it, it's like a loud noise in my head, which is what is your excuse all of these people in this country that were born and just have this sense of entitlement. It's like, bro, look at this dude. This guy's amazing. And you can be amazing if you just put forth the effort and have the grit. If you yes. just had a bit of adversarial. Uh, you you know, just yeah. had some adversarial had some, had some in you. That's exactly right. So, I, you know, I went back when I was going through this and I was thinking about today because I wanted to be prepared. And I did some research and I found a book called Grit on the subject of grit, not grits. Sorry, Cole. Not I, know you probably think I don't like about grits. grits. Or Real quick, speaking of grits, oh, the polenta at Super Frico is ne another world. Another world. Other world. We go, so you can't keep talking about yeah, this. Like, other world. Sorry. There we go. Anyway. What are we doing tonight? So let's talk. I'm going to talk. I have some notes here from the book uh, Grit by wrote, Angela Duckworth. Angela Duckworth. Yeah. And essentially what it is, is I'm going to just talk about some key uh, components of that book and we'll discuss them. But the number one theme with, with having grit is talent is actually less important than grit for achieving success. People that are talented have a less probable chance of ending up successful than people that have grit. And it's funny because, you know, people with grit are more likely to succeed at whatever task they set themselves, whether they use determination to achieve good or evil, Colt, so you're good there. Talent, on the other hand, seems to have little correlation with overcoming obstacles. And this is the thing that I thought was really interesting because it talked about a study where it said in 2010, uh, two, 210 child prodigies, researcher Joan Freeman found that only six of them went on to sweeping adult success. So child prodigies, either incredible at whatever they were, Doogie Howser playing piano, chess, whatever it was, but of the 210 kids that would be considered prodigies at something, only six of them wound up being uber successful in that field. Yeah, I thought, I thought I mean, that was terrible. Now, did they get into it as to why? Because here's the thing. Now, a lot of times people, I don't want to get it into the weeds, but a lot of times these kid prodigies, they have a degree of you know autism on their spectrum, right? Mm -hmm. So they're extra super talented in one area, yeah, right, but if there's a social, because here's here's the reality, John. Too, mm -hmm. people that are good with others are usually successful. Yeah, people skills are more important yeah. than any task skills, right? Yeah, would you say? Probably true, and right. that probably comes down to grit too, right? People yeah. that are that don't give up on others. Yeah, anyway. well, I think when something comes so easy, it's like 
the straight A student that doesn't work at it, right? The yeah, guy that's working no. his ass off for C's is going to be more successful. And who was the soccer player back in the day? The youngest Nike guy, Freddie Adu, Adu, whatever. Okay. He Soccer's did nothing. Not sport, I don't know. He did nothing. No, well, but he was well, like a prodigy. He was like in every rap song everybody wanted to. And then how many, uh, he how was many playing in Vegas. did Iverson win? How many championships did like D Rose win? We're talking about practice. <laughs> practice. <laughs> practice. Practice. About practice. Practice. So well, you take a look at some of the most talented NBA guys, arguably. Still that the best it. quote ever in the NBA. Oh, the best. Oh, best quote ever. Uh, but at the end of the day, look at uh, Dennis Rodman. Yeah. You, do you think Dennis Rodman was a talented No, Dennis player? Rodman said, I want to become the best rebounder the game has ever seen. And he was. That's what I want to do, and that's it. He, I didn't far. care if he could shoot, didn't care if he could do anything else. Rebounding is just not a talent. Rebound. That was it. Rebounding yeah. is heart. pure grit. Heart. Pure All grit. heart. All heart. That guy might be the grittiest, grittiest athlete, athlete ever. ever. Well, I think gritty with him takes it newward now because well, he looks. He's a also one now. of the grittiest people. Yeah, <laughs> he looks a little gritty now. But yeah, but he but but the but the study the but the study on these kids, right? The study on these kids showed that one of the reasons that they didn't do that is because a a couple things. Number one, maybe they didn't love what they were doing anymore. But more more often than that, not they became discouraged when their peers started to catch up with their ability. Yeah at the work that they had to put forward to stay ahead of them. So it was easier for them to just quit than it was for them to try to continue to doing what they're doing, which I thought was. That's, I, I saw a thing on social media it was Jay-Z actually speaking. And I was like, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll listen to it. And uh, his whole Hold thing on. was, you know, I put blinders on. I didn't mind that other people had multiple number ones over me. I didn't care. I was running my own race, which I think that is key sometimes. Because like you said, you look at other people's success and it can make you frustrated. To your yeah. point, though, and to John's point about adversity, yeah. right? The, the guy from Senegal. Yeah. Take a look at Jay-Z raised in Marcy Projects. Right. Jay-Z single mom. Yep. You know, Jay-Z, you know, all these things, right? So. Yeah, no, I I thought that was great. I mean, put blinders on, run your own race. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, let's see here. So now what we're going to do is, because the next part of this book, they actually have a grit test. Hmm. So I thought what would be fun, and if you want to do this, if you're listening at home, you can go to AngelaDuckworth.com. That's Angela spelled the normal way, Angela, and then duck like duck, and then worth, W-O-R-T-H.com. So if you want to do this at home to check your grit, or more importantly, I would say maybe your kids, if they're teens, this is a good little test for them. Uh, not a lot of big words, so it should be easy, Colt. So here's the oh, deal. I'm doing it? You're, yeah, we're doing this on you. Of course, of course we're doing it on you. Who else? Are we going to do it on Connell? No, it's, we're testing you. That's the whole point. <laughs> so here's the grit scale test. It is 10 questions. It is not a time test, although we'd like okay. you to move it along because I'm sure the people who are listening to this are like, how long is this going to take? So the answer is you can answer very much like me mostly like me, somewhat not like me, or, or not much like me, or not like me. So you have your, your, five, your five variants, somewhat being in the middle, not much, and then not like me at all. So you all have right. like yes, no, What's the sort highest? of, sort What's of, five, four, three, two, one? Yeah, yeah. So you have very much, all most right. likely, somewhat, not much, and not like me. So okay. question number one, here we go. New ideas and projects sometimes distract me from previous ones. I would say middle on that middle, one. Middle, somewhat? Yeah, okay. That definitely That's fine. All right, cool. I got you. Number two, setbacks don't discourage me. I don't give up easily. Uh, towards a higher. That doesn't bother mostly? me. Not, yeah. Mostly. Okay, so a little over, a little over oh, medium. Yeah, yeah. Right. Okay, I got it. Number three, I often set a goal, but later choose to pursue a different one. Eh, somewhat, yeah. Somewhat, so right in the middle? Yeah. All right. You can be just like lukewarm water, baby. Yeah, no. Lukewarm the, the water, right in the middle. I am Probably. a hard worker. Mm, I'm more smart worker, somewhat. Somewhat, I'll work I gotta hard, love the honesty. I know, but I, I, I'm yeah, not. You gotta I, love it. See, I, I tell I, people see, all the time. I, think, I am see, this, not the no, hardest working person. I'm one of the smartest working person. This is why I'm going to give you credit because to me, I read, "Am I a hard worker?" It's one of those questions. Like, are you honest? Yes. Like, no, nah, not really that often. No, I'm okay. Not like Larry David. But it's like, it's like, yeah. 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 I think I, like, I, I don't know. I like smart work. I would go right I got it. Uh, number five, I have difficulty maintaining my focus on projects that take more than a few months to complete. Uh, no, not really months. I mean, so not much like you or not like you at all? I have not much like me. Not much no. like you. Okay, got it. I think I real estate and commercial I finish what, what I begin. Oh, no. That's, that's 
probably I, I nix a lot of stuff once I see where it's going. So Okay. So not much like me? Not much like me. Okay. My interests change from year to year. Mm, not really. Not really. No, okay, not uh, much like when okay, I was. That's fine. I mean, scotch is not, scotch, baby. Not yeah, like if me. this was in my twenties, yeah, I was. Yeah, okay, be a lot different. Yeah, right, right, right now, uh, I've been doing this twenty years. Yeah, so, so not like. So we're going not much or not like me. Uh, in my interest we, change. Uh, not much like me. Not much like me. Okay, yeah. I am diligent. I never give up. Uh, I would say not much like. Me. Not much. Yeah. Okay. I have been obsessed with certain idea or project for a short time, but later lost interest. No, not much like me. Not much like me. Okay. I have overcome setbacks to conquer an important challenge. Oh, yeah. Okay. Very much like me. Very much, yeah. Okay, there you go. So let's see what Colt's score is. You ready? Not You have score. Not Colt comes comes in at 3.40, which means you scored 40% higher of American adults in a recent study. What is that out of? Five or ten? Well, out of five. Out of five. Three, four. And that's brutally honest. Yeah, he he was being honest. I would say this. The test gives each individual grit score of a scale of one to five, with five being the most. A grit score of 3.8 is about average. And a score of 4.9 puts an individual in the 99th percentile for American, I got, American results. I, I'm not that person that's going to put my mind to go run. Chris is probably I'm a, way I'm more an like. Idiot. I will. Yeah, Chris will. Right like if you I sat will. here and said, let's go run a well, marathon. No. Like, I had to go no, do it. I'm no, marathon. Yeah. not interested. No, well, I, well, I just, I thought it was interesting. And I thought, you know, anytime we can give you some sort no, of man, psychological that, that test. That was intriguing. Yeah. I, I mean, like I, yeah, it. I think yeah. that's, I think that's good. I think that's good air time to give Colt psychological tests. You're building a case. Yeah, I know, right? So I was, I always had to be, so for sports too, you always got to be a little gritty, but I was playing football, tackle football at 12 with 16 year olds. Yeah. Well, it's because you were probably like six, two, three hundred pounds to play with 16 year olds. Oh, Jesus. You have the X on your hand. Sounds like 180 pounds at 12. Oh my God. So playing with that, you know, bunch of real bullies and assholes. My dad would always be like, why don't you quit? And it's like, Fuck you! I will yeah, never. Yeah, I'm not gonna let these kids get the best of me. Never let you know that you got me on. Yeah, not letting you get the best of no, me. Buddy, not never. a chance. I'll go to my grave to not let. I want my enemies to live forever so they can see, see what I'm see doing. What I'm doing. <laughs> fueled by a lot of spite, and I think fueled and spite. <laughs> no, and, and a I'm lot of great things spite. in this country yeah. have happened no, fueled by spite. I am definitely. I I one that I will fuel stuff by spite. Probably more than I'll fuel more by spite than out spite of positive. Well, okay, well let's let's and look. Scotch. Okay, well let's well let's look right now. What's being fueled by spite? You mentioned earlier. Russia. You had Tre- you had no, but you had Trevor Noah actually say. Shit probably wouldn't be happening if we had Trump in office. How how do you <laughs> think, how is a president of the United States you not getting phone calls returned? Well, it's embarrassing. That's so, embarrassing. I, and sorry, that's not going after no, one side or another. It's not that's politics. Just, it's that's just, just embarrassing so as a country. I like I said, I I wasn't a fan. I'll I'll put my cards on the table. I didn't like Biden or Trump. Yeah, I didn't yeah. like Trump for a lot of other reasons. I don't think he's a wealthy, successful man. I don't. Uh, but I don't like Biden either because I think he's just as much of a career politician as all these guys oh, yeah. just under the auspices of being a man of the people, right? So that aside, Trevor Noah, the host of you know the, yeah. the Daily Show, you're talking about very establishment left yeah, hard media. Left. Hard. And he goes, this is shameful. Trump would at least get the call because he's a wild card. Yeah, and he nuts. wasn't <laughs> advocating for Trump. He's saying Trump is such a maniac. Yeah. That Saudi Arabia answer the phone because yeah. you may have a preemptive strike happening if that phone doesn't no the second well, ring. Well, that's well, that's that's the point. Unfortunately, and and this is, you know, I don't remember. I heard this a long time ago. I, I was talking. I'm in a conversation with somebody, and they were from the Middle East, and I was asking them. This is right right after 9/11, and I was having a conversation with somebody that I knew that had that had migrated to the states from the Middle East, and I said, you know, can you can you break this down as simple as you can? As simple as you can, can you break it down? And their response was, the United States wants to try to negotiate their way out of a problem with the only the only answer the other side wants is for you to be dead. Yes. And when when you're dealing with that, there's no negotiating. If it's if it's a if it's an all in proposition, there's no negotiating. When that's the you're not going to give them land. They're not fighting for land. They're not fighting for power. They're fighting for you to be dead. That's it. Well, it, it, that's a very and, yes, that and, does. But, actually but the point being, but the things. point, but the point being is, sometimes the only way to fight crazy 
It's been a little bit of craziness. So, do you know who um, Fisher and Yuri are at the Harvard Negotiation Project? Oh, yeah, I had lunch with them last Thursday. <laughs> I'm getting to yes, though. No, no. Getting to yes. No. Yeah. Are yes. they dead yeah, or are they alive? Or? No, no. They're, I think, oh, yeah. I think oh, it's like one of the seminal. Okay, sort of you know books these people, yeah. Colt? Okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting oh, to yes. College. Okay. I'm sorry. Getting to yes. I'm sorry. Yes. Fisher and Yuri, the Harvard negotiation. With me, you need to you need to lead with the book, and I sometimes don't remember the author, but I do know the book. Shocker! I actually did that. That Harvard course, the actual yeah. negotiation mastery. Oh, sure. Like you went to uh, Harvard. Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> so what that whole course is designed and multiple books, and I've read them all and it's been a big staple, not through my MBA program, but as well through the Harvard Negotiation Project, mm -hmm. is that yeah, getting to yes, when you're negotiating, it's about all these different principles in negotiation, right? How to collaboratively approach, how to... What's your best alternative to a negotiated yeah, agreement? The BATNA. The BATNA. Which I love. Exactly. I teach that all the time. Yeah. And that's a getting the yes principle. Yeah. But there's this book they put out about dealing with irrational people and irrationality in negotiation. Mm -hmm. And it's, you sometimes have to understand what your BATNA is, right? <laughs> much better with a sociopath than, because you can't come in there and beat up sledgehammers with sledgehammers. Sometimes no. you have to just, you know, cushion the room around right. a sledgehammer you know you got to figure out okay out. i i understand i'm dealing with irrationality right now so i can't use rational thought to try to overcome something that won't have the same logical step up and base well, let's, okay let, let me back this up so so one basic honest question and not because of friends not because of politics based on strictly wild card factor yep okay if trump was still in office do you think this shit's happening no well i have my own problems with the way that um, I, answer, answer the question, counselor. I'm asking you a direct uh, question. The point being is based strictly on the wild card factor of Trump. No, not on the wild card factor because yes. Putin and, and Trump had a different relationship that was highly criticized as well. Mm -hmm. And when Trump was saying things like, oh, Putin's so smart and all this other stuff, he, he, he said it multiple times. Again, and, and again, I understand quick, why you don't real need quick, to instigate but real, escalation. But, but, in but, real, but, real, but here's the, okay, let me ask you a question about that. Because this has been a, I mean, I, again, I saw a morning Joe clip the other day where they were just smashing that. And where he said how he was a genius and how smart this was and blah, blah. Do you think, and again, this is a, a media, this is not a pro-Republican anti-Democrat. Sure. This is a bashing the media idea. I saw what Trump said. Multiple times. Multiple times I saw what he said. Right. He was making a comment of, it was almost like what a man can do, he will do. So based on that, the fact that he had no fear to do it, it made it smart. I don't think he was in support of him invading no, the no, Ukraine. No, no, no. And I agree. I think that gets taken out of context. I think that's I'm not saying he's like pro, you know, marching into Ukraine. But yeah. I do think that sometimes when, you know, to the hammer, the whole world looks like nails. And so mm -hmm. a lot of times, Trump, if you read out of the deal and the negotiation strategy yeah. and all this stuff, and again, my criticisms of Trump happened way before he was ever the president, right? I'm one of those people, it has to do with nepotism, people who inherit money that pre pretend like they're successful. Mm -hmm. Like John, you, Colt, and I are more successful to me because it's relative to where you start, to where you end. Mm. That to me is success. The stretch. Success isn't when I, daddy- I kid, My, my kids- Losers. You're a loser. So Trump is a self-made millionaire. The problem is he started off a billionaire. And yeah. so at the end of the day, I, I've had criticisms about it from a business point of view. But a lot of times people look at strategy as zero-sum games. Yeah. And so he's playing a game of risk. He is kind of watching this dangerous game of risk and going, oh, that's a great way to take over Earth's right. Tucker. Right, 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 right. You know, that's a great way right. to come into you know Uzbekistan and do this or right. that. And to me, I go, when you're talking about domestic relations, foreign policy, we saw Trump was a poor diplomat, the way he handled himself oh, sure. other diplomats. Oh, sure. He doesn't know how to play that game very well. So to him, he's Although I did, I did like, I did like the Putin shot, though, when he grabs him, just yanks him to him like a little rag doll. I like that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. that, was, that was a power move handshake. Like, I think Republican, Democrat, whatever it is, I think you appreciate that handshake. Sure. Yeah. And, and, that was and again, a power move. Putin, Putin is a... He's, he's somewhat impressive as a human being, aside from being a dictator and a real piece of shit at that, right? He has a lot of probably grit in his own right. Coming mm -hmm. up through the ranks, he's a, a judo black belt. I mean, like, the guy is not... Um, He's not Justin Trudeau. I think we're dealing. I think we're dealing with a lot of people running countries right now that aren't necessarily sharp in the drawer. They're not the yeah. sharpest knife in the drawer anymore. I yeah, think there's some senility sipping. I, th I think there's some senility sipping seeping in. I think this is about legacy for him. It is. He sees the end of end of what it is. He wants his big statues and that's well, what he wants. and again, I understand the whole issue about Ukraine and teeing up for NATO, right? Yeah. And 
Putin has a good point, and, and let's call a spade a spade. Yeah, Putin has a good he doesn't point, want says, missiles on his doorstep. Yeah. If he did it to Canada, we'd be just as mad. And again, uh, you know, the United States is a friend of these countries until you're Libya. Yeah. So there's been a lot of attack. United States has got such dirty hands and everything it does that when it tries to. Okay, real quick, not everything it does. This is America, son. Well, All right, I don't like the way. You ain't going to come in here from your Canada, Canada bullshit talking about China. this. Guy. Love American it or leave it, Connell. Love it or leave it, you son bitch. All right, four. There's 200, there's been over 250 million. Oh, Jesus, we're going to have him deported. Uh, no. Where are you? Why, I'm not. Is it sad when I'm looking for you for backup and I'm not well, getting it? Hold on. Come on, hold on. Jesus. I'm about to defend it. He's American bastard. I am so mad I will, that Tom Hanks is playing Pinocchio because. Can we not get an Italian-American? Okay. Why do I even engage but, him in this? But to finish the point, there's been over 250 military interventions since World War II. When we don't like something, we go in there and we fuck it up until it suits our interests, right? Now, that has a lot of tertiary benefits in the world through things like um, hegemony over the seas, which creates safety for other countries. Sometimes having a biggest bully in the yard with the biggest stick is safer for other people. And I trust the United States not to use nuclear weapons. Right, but the only country that's ever used them has been yeah. the United States. So, I understand a lot of times if you were Russia, if you're China, you're going, you know, you don't always have the best record in terms of how we're treated. Right, that's their position, and I don't agree with it because they they exhibit a lot of does, human rights abuses. Does Russia make us look like just so much more amazing? I mean, like they're oh, supposed yeah. to be what the second largest, strongest military. No. They can't even take no. over. No, they can't even take over. I mean, they are they have. Soldiers freezing. To well, did we couldn't. We, we didn't exactly our population yeah. and a fraction of our of our economic output. Yeah, we didn't exactly take over Afghanistan. We were yeah. there, but anyway. Yeah. All right, we're gonna take a quick break and uh, see if we can get Chris deported. When we come back, uh, we'll talk more <laughs> about ice. grit. Oh, United States, America. Freedom of speech. Stop it, America, America. <laughs> Cancelled. You're the reason. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com where we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at thejohngafford. I'm here. Give me a shout. Back again, back from the break for part two today on the Power Move, talking about grit. I am, of course, your host, John Gafford. With me, as always, Colt Cheese Grits Amigan. Amigan. Cheese Grits Amigan. I can't say the whole word. I should have said Rice Cake Amigan. There we go. And the counselor, Chris Connell, back with us. This is the moment of the show when every week I make my shameful pandering. For if you haven't done it so far, if you're whatever you're listening to us on, give us a little like, give us a little five-star review. If you're watching us on the YouTube, give us a little like and follow um if you like what we do there you go that's my little pander it's all i ask that we do this and today we're talking about a book we just gave colt a, a psychological test if you miss that in part one you'll probably want to go and check that out but we're talking about the book grit by angela duckworth because man i this really is the key to your success if you don't have this if you don't have this in what you're doing i don't think you're going to succeed i think you're going to fail across the board i think there's luck involved um but i mean I don't think long-term success can be had without this. I just don't think so. So, I think science would agree with you. Yeah, I think science would agree. With you. But this this is one of the things that I thought was really interesting about this book. And we're going to pick this back up because I thought this was super interesting when I read this, which is uh, people with grit do not persevere in tasks that they hate. Rather, part of cultivating determination is identifying areas of interest and focusing on them. To increase resilience and willingness to persevere, people should prioritize those tasks that encourage their passions. Grit is as much about quitting the wrong things as it is about sticking with the right ones. Great and point. I, I, I totally agree. I now we got cold so gritty. We, we get, <laughs> now I want to break this down because I think there's a lot of different layers to that thought process. There's a lot of different layers. So the first one I'm going to say is. You know, there's an old saying by the, by the Nature Boy, by Ric Flair. If you don't like it, you better learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. Now, we don't always get to pick things in our life, things in our job, going to the gym. We don't always get to pick things that we love to do. It's not how it works. But I think what it is is you need to, and we've talked about this before, when you do goal setting, when you do projections, when you do these things, is attach those tasks that you genuinely despise to results and outcomes that you genuinely desire. I think that's where it talks about finding those in your passion. I don't think it means, I don't think it necessarily means like, Oh, I don't like doing push-ups, So I'm just going to be flabby. Yeah. 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 No, <laughs> I don't think that's I, I think that is a good point. 
But Rest I, in Pete Scott Hall, by the way, with the Nature Boy shout out. Oh, dude, Scott Hall. The bad, you know what? What was Razor it? Ramon. What was oh. it? Uh, dreams come. Uh, dream, uh, oh, shoot. Hard work pays off. Dreams come true. Bad times don't last, but bad guys do. Yeah, Scott Hall. Epic yeah. WWE bad guy passed away. Yeah, a little tear on that one, dude. He was, yeah, yeah he was awesome. He was awesome. In, in, so anyway, not to distract, you yeah, just threw like, out a Nature Boy quote, yeah, so I, I had to. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, man. I had to do I, a razor's edge on that one. Anytime. I think uh, you need a love. <laughs> I do think nice. you need a love to go through, right? You're not going to get gritty on something you don't like. But John, it, to John's it, point, right? Yeah. It could be something maybe you don't love the, like that guy doing the ultra marathon. He doesn't love running and all that. What he loves is the the conquering sense of the, right? conquering, yeah. the accomplishment? You I don't know. Like, I think if you ask Jesse, do you love running? Well, he I, I think you would say I do actually. He love loves the endorphins. Running, probably yeah. runners high. Loves the endorphins. Right? Yeah. Probably not that long. Not that yeah. long. But to your point, you're talking about a thousand cold calls will get me ten thousand dollars. Yes, it's ten bucks a cold call. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think I think again with that. I think you know it's easy to say quitting grit is as much about quitting the wrong things as it is about sticking the right ones. I think if you hate basketball, don't go play basketball. Yeah. Sure. I think you're like I think you're short. I think yeah, quit that. I think there's no reason to get good at an extracurricular activity. Well, and it takes away from what you want. Like, I hated baseball, but I was actually pretty pretty good pitcher and everything. I just like Olympic, told my dad. Like Olympic good? I probably could have, yeah. <laughs> when I told my dad, I go, yeah, I didn't make the team. He's like, fuck you, didn't. Stop lying to me. I'm like, just didn't make the team, and I didn't go to tryouts. Like, But I, then I was able to focus on football, and I got really good at what I wanted. So I think you got to get this stuff out of your life that yeah. you don't like. No, I saw your yearbook from high school. It said you played left out. Is that I true? did. Yeah. <laughs> left bench, left out. There's, left a, lot of, uh, yep. there's a lot of stuff I hate about jujitsu, right? Yeah. But the things you like about it overcome and the fact that, yeah. no, but no, no, seriously, like you right, go, you're always getting injured. Like you're always getting banged up. So it's extracurricular. Yeah. But there's something in it. It's not yeah, like two all guys hatred. wrestling. Right. Anything, it's all hatred. So, but don't quit just because it's difficult. So it's like a, if you want. So it's like America. There's a lot of things about America you hate, <laughs> I love but it. yet you push through and stay. See, the best part about America is you can. T- I'm <laughs> dead serious. My favorite okay. part of America, and I said this during the Iraq War. It's whenever talking about whatever, you can talk shit about America. I can get up there and burn a flag, and that is what people don't understand. What's great about not America. getting killed. See, yeah, I'm not going to get the, killed. The, yeah, the girl, that's true. The girl on the Russian TV, like she'll yeah, be disappeared. She'll be for dead. So they'll send over people to her house because she talks shit about Russia. Yep. Here, you'll talk shit about the United States to get a syndicated television program and be totally safe your entire. <laughs> is that life. what you're trying to do? You trying no, to get a TV program I'm not without shit us? About America, I'm pointing. And at the he he's going to leave us for MSNBC. Oh that's exactly God, what he's doing. You're good on this. You. No, but good on the, the beauty of America is that I don't have to share that guy's opinions, no. and, yeah. and she doesn't have to share my opinions. And you have a right to go out there and be free from government tyranny, right? So talk shit about it sometimes. Yeah. Exercise your rights if you don't like it. it. People that think that licking the boot or saying "oh, all all this is that" really don't understand what soldiers are fighting for, what a flag means. Freedom is that, right? I'm not free within your parameters. Mm. I'm free to say. Fuck the United States government, right? Oh, Jesus, the oh, thoughts wow. of fears of Chris Connell do not, wow. do not reflect those of the power move. And then you're free to say, you're a fucking idiot for thinking that. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> what's the worst state in America? What's the worst state in America, Chris? Worst state in America is obviously New Jersey. <laughs> the Garden you State. You think so? are growing oh. smokestacks, yeah. I don't know about New Jersey. <laughs> that's that's oh. a tough call. That's a oh. tough call. No, worst state is probably like Alabama. No, Ow. gorgeous. Yeah, you gorgeous. can't go. Have you ever been there? Alabama, gorgeous. Mississippi, Gor- like yeah, I mean, still again, you've got like the, Lincoln, uh, Nebraska, Nebraska, Wyoming. No, go- Wyoming's again, got gorgeous. gorgeous. Yeah, there's the thing. Okay, what what are we talking? Okay, worst state by what? Just everything. Yeah, by, by what? humans or by how it looks? Okay, or humans, by or? humans easily. Uh, I'm not going to say. I'll probably, get it wrong. By weather, we might. North no, it's not do humans because we could have weather. By weather, yeah, weather's brutal. North Dakota be brutal. That's where I moved from. Oh, jeepers. <laughs> you live oh, in Jeepers. North Dakota? Basically, I live in Saskatchewan. All right, let's so quick get back to what we're talking about. Jesus, yeah. you guys. That was All like a cult right. moment. Gritty John is. I was, <laughs> no, I was about to start. We're talking about American stuff. I was about to start talking about corn dogs. I mean, it's like. Oh, it's really God. Off. There is a good corn dog mm-hmm. place on uh, <laughs> in Chinatown. Yep. Oh, my there God. Go. They got the. Do you know what? The corn dogs suck. <laughs> but do you know what are amazing? Cheese sticks. The cheese melted. Oh, my God. Corn dogs. Dog's awful. 
no one likes corn dogs. But the oh, cheddar cheese. Wait, nobody likes corn dogs. No, but have you I'm had the cor- cheddar okay. cheese? Have you had a uh, Disneyland corn dog? I'm no. an aficionado. That is. The, oh my god. You know what? Disneyland. I only go and they have got the a churros. hot link corn dog at Disneyland. That is no. next level. Have you wow. had the cheddar cheese? Smoky cheddar, like a no, just yeah. cheese that's fried. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. Wait, you've I, never no. done that? No. Holy shit, we got something look, to do I, tonight. No, I, no, we are going to. No, I'm not super healthy, but I'm also not trying to deliberately oh, kill myself. Have you had food. it? Like Jim Gaffigan goes, <laughs> she's on a I, stick. I got kids. <laughs> have you ever had it, Chris? <laughs> no. <laughs> what? She's on a stick. Oh, my God. Yeah. I've had lots of sticks. I assume it's real. <laughs> no, yeah, tomorrow that's, that's tomorrow true. for lunch, you guys get one no, bad. That's not lunch. No, we. Oh, my God. I bring it to every day going, how can I live longer, Cole? So disappointed in you guys. Oh, right not now. how we do it. Oh, All right. Terrible. Gritty. But back to being back to being gritty. So, <laughs> so this is going to be one of those episodes get chopped up for the wisdom. It is chopped up. Yeah, I feel so sorry for my guy that cuts this up and posts it on Instagram. He's, he's going to be, be like, I can't. He's be like, bro, I can't so use any place. of this. <laughs> None of this. Cheese no, no, there's literally going to be. It's going to be hilarious. There's going to be and I'm sedition. Gonna, it's I'm literally gonna, sedition. No, no. There's going to be a, a whole clip on Instagram that says why corn dogs are good, and people that follow me could be like, unfollow. Like, <laughs> like, like this is officially jumped the shark. Officially the shark. It's done venture to go after Cabo. Oh, we'll man. let the beach, your <laughs> beach bodies we, we will let the be- Yeah, our uh. beach bodies do it. So the next thing I'll talk about is this. All right, ready? And and I think, I thought this was very interesting and very true, and people don't understand this. What It's like, what do you think it takes, Colt will ask you, what do you think it takes to get better at something? What do you think it takes? To get better? To get better at something. What's it take? Practice? Practice, but more to the point, is there, you want to ex- expound on that or what? I, I guess it would just be depending on what you're doing, but I just think practice and experience is proper practice. All right, when's the last proper time you practice. saw a kid practice something by himself, by themselves? Mm-hmm. Uh, I see my kid do it all the time with drums and okay. stuff. But all right, yeah. well, okay, so when, okay, let's talk about your kid and the drums, all right? When he sits down on the drums, what does he do? To walk me through this. What, what's he doing? Tell me about his practicing the drums. Let's uh, let's. I don't know because that I, is YouTube up. No, yeah, I, let's go guitar because drums. I get mad at him because they're too loud. <laughs> but yeah, he's got YouTube. He's learning like proper. Uh, he, he's self-taught. He's teaching okay. himself, and he's just out there practicing where to put your fingers, how to hold them, that kind of stuff. And skills. Then, yeah, it's the same thing, but it's the skills. same yeah. same stuff yeah. over and over. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, when my son, when I come home and he's practicing lacrosse out front, we have, you, you know, when you practice lacrosse, which is his sport, you got a repeater, which basically just is like a net, mm-hmm. you throw the ball in and it comes right back, yeah. right? Yeah. And then he's, we have a goal that you can shoot. And when I, and I catch him doing this all the time because he's practicing, but he's not deliberately practicing. Yeah. What yeah. I mean is there's no thought to any of it. It's mindless practice. It's throwing the ball against the net and catching the ball without thinking about what he's doing. There's no thought to where his hands are on the stick. There's no thought to placement of where it is. There's no thought to the release point of where the ball is leaving no. the stick. There's no thought. To, and so I've got to go out there and say, listen, you got to every rep, you got to think about what you're doing because that's how you get better. You got to deliberately think about what you're doing. When you're, th- when you're shooting goals by yourself and throwing the ball into the net, you're not just thinking about throwing it into the net. You got to think about where in the net it's landing. You got to think about the angles. You got to think about what you're doing and every single rep has got to get better. When I go out there and I practice with him, it's like, okay, look, I'm not worried about because he plays attack a lot in lacrosse, which is at the top of the crease, which means he gets a lot of balls, and then you spin and you go to the net. And for me, it's like when he gets the ball, bang him with a pad because he's going to get hit by another kid with a stick. And then I'm more concerned about where his hips are yeah. than where the ball, the stick, and where that's, the shot right. goes. You're 100% right. you know, yeah. I'm looking at his footwork. I'm looking at where his feet go. I'm looking at where his hips are, and that's the stuff that we're going over. It's that deliberate stuff of every little rep. When those guys are, you know, like you talked about the guy that shot 1,000 free throws after missing that mm-hmm. night. He was more worried about where his elbow was and the hand and how the ball released from his finger and all of those things. And every single one of those reps, they were concentrating not just on the hoop, but on body control with each and every one. Every elite athlete concentrates on body control through every rep that they ever do. because perfecting the rep. Yeah, Yeah. because if you're not perfecting the rep, if you're not really focused on what you're doing, you're not getting any better. Now, if you're listening to this and you're in, in sales, which hopefully a lot of you guys are, because that's where the money is, let's face it, um, not being a commie-hating attorney like counselor over there, <laughs> commie-loving attorney. Right. 
Anyway, but the uh, but no, if you're in sales, like how, like you're right, how I'm do you commie hater? Yeah, yeah, well, there you go. How do you perfect yeah, the, How do you perfect the reps? You know, I hate commie. Yeah, I'm that, on record right that, now. That is so got away. That is so got away from me. It got away from me a little bit. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie. But how? But how do you perfect the reps? Is the question. And the perfection of the reps is the most important thing you can do if you're a salesperson is record your calls. Mm-hmm. You always hear it every time somebody calls you, this call will be recorded for customer for, for assurance, training, blah, blah, purposes. For training purposes, right? And it's probably just the company records all the calls and maybe somebody goes back and listens to it, maybe they don't. If you are in sales, you should be going back and listening to your own calls. Don't yeah. wait for anybody else and listen and think about it. I mean, when you get off a call, like, I mean, if it's just like a hello and they're like, oh, whatever, and they hang up on you and you go off. The, I'm not worried about that. I'm talking about when you have a call that goes on for, you know, call it 10, 15 minutes. And it's a good call where you're qualifying. You're finding out how you can help them. You're finding out what problems you can solve for that person. When you get to a point in that call that maybe it falls apart. Stop and break that down in your head and say, what could I have done differently there? What, you know, and really think about it and analyze it and break it down because those are reps, man. I mean, they're, 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 they're game reps. There's, there's practice reps. If you are a salesperson, a practice rep would be script reading. Sure. Man, you got to go over scripts with people and and use that. You've got to treat it just, just like sports. Like when I got out of the playing football. I, I just turned down some scholarships. I'm like, I'm done. My dad's like, go figure out what you're going to do. And I ended up in sales. And my dad goes, you need to treat this like you treated football. You need to practice. Did Hooters University I'll give you a scholarship? But that's no? you. That was me. No, just, I'm hey, saying, you, I don't up? think you were good enough. To, I don't think you were good enough nah, to get a scholarship to Hooters look, University. That's the real you. I, <laughs> <laughs> look, the real you. Oh, you should have had that on his camera. But, but my dad goes, you need oh, to treat funny. that. You need to treat your next step like you treated football, right? Like sure. watch game film. You need to watch what you've done. I mean, when you leave a meeting, you should really sit back and say, what went wrong and what, what went not, right? Right. What, what so, was like, good about yeah. that? You know, what else that you know what else that promotes? What's that? Self-awareness. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, in a very yeah. general sense, right? People a lot of times aren't, aren't self-critical because it hurts. It sucks to look at yourself in a light that's not flat. Uh, of course, well, ego, ego that, is the enemy, buddy. Yeah. Ego the enemy. is the enemy. I would argue that you got to be a gritty person to go. No, no, no. I want to get in these trenches mm-hmm. and clean up my gutters mm-hmm. of myself. And you, know? and you should. I just had a meeting a couple of weeks ago. I walked out of there. I'm like, Jesus, I was a fucking jackass. Like I just because sure. I I didn't read them right, you know, and then I'm like I was talking too much. It was, uh, you know, haven't had one of those for a long time, but that sat there and bothered me. I mean, yeah, but you know, we we try to we try to go into these calls. We try to go into those situations. I think everybody has a situation. I think every, I, I don't think that's unique to you. I mean, I even, know. even set, you know, even, well, I mean, even, even Saturday, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get better about self-validation mm-hmm. in, uh, in, in situations where I feel the need to validate myself because right. exactly there's, there's no reason yep. to do it. And every time I do it, the second I'm done with it, I'm like, what the fuck was I doing that for? Like, why did I feel the need yep. to, I mean, and, and, and sometimes some stuff comes up in, in conversation, but the other times you just like find yourself like looking for places to drop stuff in. And it's so painfully apparent when you do it, it's, it's painful, to, you know, and then you're like, five minutes later, I'm like, oh, why did I do that? I didn't, didn't need to validate myself. I thought of you the other day, John. I actually had, <laughs> hold on. It's kind of funny because we had talked about this before on the show mm-hmm. about yeah. walking around trying to find people to show your Egypt pictures to. <laughs> I, I showed my Egypt. I showed it. I literally met totally randomly with the guy who owns the Ramses Two exhibit. He's in Cairo. Oh, my God. 30 times, you know, all the time. Well, you have to show exhibit. him, though. He literally, if you go in that the Cairo Museum, the pictures of the artifacts of Tutankhamun yeah. that aren't there, because he has them. <laughs> and I said- Where'd you meet this guy at first? Like, I think it's appropriate for me to bring up appropriate. the pictures. And we started chatting about it. The guy was really awesome. He goes, let me send you a couple things. Oh, I got a couple things for you if you're really interested in this stuff. Absolutely. I want to put together a care package for you. Because that was the time where you use your life experiences, have yeah. genuine connection with people. Yes, yes. So, I just, but you, I, I kind of had a flashback before I grabbed my phone to show him. Like, no, I'm like, 
I remember that's I just, appropriate. I remember it's such a thinking, fine line, like, right? It is a fine line. It is a fine line. Why are you doing this? I think that, I think that's completely appropriate. Yeah, it was, it was think, kind of fun because I thought about that conversation. Well, I, like like even the conversation I had with the guys at Rocket from from Saturday from Saturday. It's like, look, I'm at that dinner because we're the number one mortgage broker in Nevada. Mm-hmm. We're booming everywhere we go. And we're opening all across the country, and they didn't they didn't reach my name into a hat, pull it out, take take us to dinner. That wasn't right. the point, right? There was no reason to validate. And then it's like, you know, you're trying to find some common ground. It's like, where are you from? And there's like, they all live in Detroit because that's where they're based. And I'm like, oh, I used to live there. Oh, what'd you do yeah. there? And then we talk about, you know, Hooters, which isn't a flex, but it's, you know, a table full of guys. It's a fun flex, yeah, yeah, I yeah. guess. And then that goes. And then, you know, you're talking about some other stuff and this and that. And then. Boom, and then fuck just, you, Egypt. No, 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 no. <laughs> it, no e- e- Egypt came up from, from Fawaz, who's from North Africa. And I was like, I've been in North Africa again. Oh, where? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Again. And then that came up. So that was cool. And then, yeah. and then as we were leaving, you know, the, the, the main dude asked me where, you know, why, how I got to Vegas real quick. And I was like, ah, you know, this and that and blah, blah. And, you know, one of my, but, you know, the guy that I was on the apprentice with his, his parents were already out here and he's like, wait a second, you're on the apprentice. And I didn't even, it just, that was part yeah. of the story, but, but it it's came, a part of your fabric. Too, yeah. But, so it, but not, here's the thing, yeah. but it, but it came off like flex. And it was like, as soon as I said it, I was like, why, you know, it just, I'm, why did, I'm just, yeah, I'm used to telling that in the context of that story. Yeah, But there's also a thing about, you can't hold back too much either because yeah. you start, because yeah, here's the thing. If you spend your life trying to do flavorful things, why are you trying to serve people water? You know, it's like yeah, yeah. if you if you totally earn a bit agree. of flavor in your yeah. life, you should well, be proud be of proud. it. Well, I just, he just he just looked at me and said, "Man, you you know you've done a lot of stuff," and I'm like, "Well, you only get one spin." Yolo. <laughs> That's yeah. it. You get Yolo. one. You get one spin. <laughs> so here's the deal: if you've ever been around a bunch of people and you've said too much about yourself, trying to maybe feel like you need to do it to validate your existence, don't feel alone because I do it all the time yep. and I feel like a yep. jackass every time I do it. If I've done it to you, I am deeply sorry. And if uh, you're self-aware, you take a moment and ask them genuine questions about themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A rebound. Conversation. I got to my son. Holy crap! I told him I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him like five gold stars because. My son's communication skills, he's very bright, he's a great kid, have been challenging for us lately. He talks at us, he doesn't talk with us, until finally it was like, it's it's like, bro, when's the last time you asked somebody how their day was? Mm -hmm. How was work, how was this? It was every day you walk in, how was school, how was this? It's all about you. And then he comes down and it's like being on a quiz show, where he'll come down because he's very into stats and figures he's probably gonna wind up being a handicapper one day, because he'll walk down and say something like, hey dad, do you know what team in the NFL, it's like a quiz show. Do you know what team in the NFL in 1981 did X? And you're like, no. And they're like, oh, the Buffalo Bills. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be on your quiz show, <laughs> right? I have no interest. If you have something that you want to talk about, pitch it as, hey, do you want to hear something cool? Hey, do you know, want to hear a fun fact? Whatever, that way, yeah. yes, I do. And you can just tell me the fun fact without me feeling yeah. dumb in getting it. You want to know what the five right? fingers said to the face? Yes, <laughs> <laughs> is what it was. No, I, I agree. And dude, and he, so we put him on how to win friends and influence people by Dale Carnegie. Mm-hmm. And he's probably every day I come home. How was work today? What interesting thing happened at work today? Smart. That's yeah. good. That's and, good. And, and he's, are, and he's, are, cause, cause dude, he, he is, he is a sub, he is a creature of, of study and he's a creature. All of his coaches always say he's super coachable and super easy. So that's been, that's been good there. You know, can we talk about, you said five star, why is it four star, five star? What's recruiting? No, five just I, I get that. Why can we not have a scale that's just the same? What do you mean? But to my oh, athletes, you get on well, like you, you get on Amazon and it's like four star or five star review. And can we just it not have a hash and then the oh, number. you're saying like why do some companies have a four, four star and why is it five? five? Is that not stupid? I, I don't. You know what? I hate Th- that. This is why you should run it. for office, Colt. Right here. This is this, the this is the platform. You're talking about countries have meters, feet, stones, pounds, kilograms. No. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did you did you hear what passed the house today? What that everybody else should go to freaking no material? no. That they're trying to make daylight saving times permanent. Oh. God, wouldn't that be, be so amazing. Where it doesn't exist anymore? Yeah. No, where it doesn't change. Yes. Why would it change? I don't know. Because it the makes farmers, sense. the most. No, no it's not it's the farmers. Thing. No, it's kidding. totally obnoxious. It, it kills it's, productivity for no reason. It's There's no benefit. Uh, hey, let's put the Monday darkness after you get off work and maybe could have enjoyed an hour of sunlight. Yeah, yeah no, it makes sense. It in the morning. Yeah, when everybody's still sleeping. Yeah, no, no, they're they're trying to. Dumb. They're trying. It's it passed the house today. Hopefully, it passes. I, I, the I violently hate that. Seriously, if that gets shut down, vote them all out. That, that, is, my, that is my vote. No. That should be a unanimous person, vote. Yeah, those are the issues that yeah, matter to me. Those, <laughs> Congress doesn't set the price of gas. Yeah, but they do control daylight savings. Yes, exactly. Exactly. There should be if you take. No, people. Whoever votes no against that seriously needs to yeah, be out. I'm coming after him. And Halloween be should be changed. 
What? Why? To the end, oh, to no. the last Saturday of the month. No. Yes, Halloween should be changed. But it doesn't matter here because we, have, we have Nevada, Nevada Day. day. It doesn't I matter. We get that. a holiday. But still, I'm yeah, telling you. We do get you. a day off before. We anyway. get a day off, yeah. yeah but Nevada it should. Day. It doesn't matter. It just should. It should no, be no, every no. Saturday. I think Nevada knew better. They were on to what you're spitting. Listen, no, no, no. Here, no here's, the, here's the thing. Here, Because here's the answer. The answer is it's either no, Halloween's for little kids, which they should be home by 8.30, anyway, or for sexy chicks that want to yes chicks chicks that want to dress like whores and go to the all night parties of the clubs and they don't care about work the next day anyway so there you go probably don't work till 5 p.m anyway you guys not drink when you give out candy of course turn in party oh by the way the real vips this is almost a cold thing i'm almost stealing some thunder the real vips are the parents that sit outside with coolers and hand out true i do that we do that we do that vip we hand out, um, yeah we don't do candy we do like very important parents we do led like blinky things i mean we're all in I mean, you, yeah, we we, we do it. Anyway, back to grit. <laughs> Thanks, Colt. I don't even know, no, if, you, that was I don't know if that was you, but I'm going with you. Even. Thanks a lot, Colt. That was four stars. Uh, we just need to keep it yeah. freaking all five. Stars. So this, shockingly enough, it says gritty people feel they have control over their fate, and hard work can change their outcomes. Again, oh, it always it's, that's a type A personality. It's like everything winds back at classic stoicism. It really does. If you are a person. That feels the world is happening to you instead of you are happening to the world. I'm telling you right now, in all aspects of your life, that is where it starts. It's about locus of control. So, you know, you ever heard people say that's a type A personality, type B. Yep. What that is, is actually saying, where is your locus of control? Mm -hmm. If the locus of control is internal, you're type A. You feel Mm -hmm. like you can't affect the world. Uh, my kids uh really in church going with my wife, me not so much, but he always comes home like, well, God wants it. No, 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 God no, wants no. it. If you want it, God, God puts you on the planet, you the ability yeah. with all your limbs, with the ability to talk with a, a working mind. Like, no, yeah, that's I all mean, God. There, did there's, for there's, you. A, there's a million people. I mean, there's a million people yeah. in harm's way in the Ukraine right now. I don't think God cares if you no. can do a paradiddle. No. On a drum exactly. I think yeah. he's fine. <laughs> I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares. And that's it. No, but, but the interviewed a guy on here that we're talking about a guy named Tony, Krupika, who was an ultra marathoner, meaning he runs those races that are 100 miles plus. And he said, you have to have optimism that you can persevere and have some control too. He told Deadspin, he said, you have the choice to be tough and not get down on yourself and just hang on because it will turn around eventually. These guys that run those ultra marathons, a friend of mine here in town named Tony Grappo, um, he owned all the Outbacks here in town for a long time, sold that, and then owned some other stuff here. Uh, but Tony is, is a guy, Tony's in his 60s, I want to say, and he still runs these like ultra marathons. And I asked him one time, I'm like, how do you, how? They're just built different. And he goes, he goes, well, you know, you go through, you start running, and then you hit a point where, um, you know, your endurance starts to give out. Mm-hmm. He goes, and then that changes into pain. And he goes, if you just get through the pain, eventually you're just going to go numb. Go numb. And then you just have to just get in the zone and you just yeah. just do it. You just have to push through. But he goes, if you can just push through the point of the pain, you're good. But it's all. I think that's also the recipe for how to become a serial killer. (laughs) I don't know. We should do it. Oh, my God. I'm going fine for next week. That's going to be a thing next week. No, you know know I want to have on. And I'm gonna and I'm gonna tell I'm gonna call him tomorrow. Can you say David Ramirez? Oh, you know we need to have on the podcast? I think I'm going. You know what? I made a decision. We are going to have. I'm going to get in it because I know he'll bring him in. I'm going to get Joey's brother. Yep. We need Joey's brother. For those of you who don't know, they're listening as a good friend of mine, Joey. His brother uh, was brain injured at a very early, not or very early, but in his early 20s, was brain injured and was having, and, and has like a lot of uncontrollable things about him. Like if we have him on here, there's no telling what he'll say, yeah. which is fine. But because of those uncontrollable urges not to do anything weird, but no. just, you know, he can't help what he says, yeah, yeah. he started being interested in serial killers. So he started reaching out to them and actually became like the serial killer whisperer and helped the FBI like find bodies. I yep. mean, it was, it was crazy. So he lives here in town. We'll have him on because I know yeah. I can always get him on. That'd be good. Um, last one, you know, the book kind of finishes up talking about parenting a little bit which I think is a good thing if you have kids, great. If you don't, if you're going to have them someday, this is probably for you as well, which is talks about in, uh, if you want to parent your kids to, to, to raise grit, how do you do that? We've talked about having sports and stuff with manufactured um, adversity, which the book absolutely supports that. And it supports it in writing as it says it. But it says, ultimately what parents do is more consequential than what they say. Parents who pursue their own passions will encourage their children to do the same. Like I cannot imagine, totally I can't imagine your kids, Connell, growing up not chasing 
you know, well, just maybe not chasing rainbows or whatever else. No, no, no. But but I mean, all over the world chasing rainbows because they've seen you do it. But here's well, maybe the, not the little one because she barely knows who you are because you're gone so much. I mean, oh, oh, just, oh, oh, oh shots <laughs> fired, shots fired. No. She didn't give a shit if I was there anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, she knows, right? I'm there either. She's mean no, she just cares about me. I, I, I need to go right see John. That's <laughs> what she said. Anyway, yeah, no, but I, that is part of the reason I'm trying to set examples and do these things. You mm-hmm. see what's out there because I didn't really know what the world even looked like. Right until I got out on my own and figured it out. And you go, hey, you can go become a pilot. What do you mean you can go be pilot? Yeah, you can just fly planes you know, if you want fly to. Fly planes, like yeah, here you go. Here are the keys to some airplanes. Yeah. Like, what are you talking about? What, who who thought of, this was a speaking good idea? Speaking of which, I never asked you. Did you lose your money on your airplane club? Did that? Did no, that they're work still out? operating. They're okay. just running from the hangar. They're just running. They just moved the to different place. Okay. No, it. they shut. They kicked them out. Okay. Of the clubhouse. Okay. So what we're doing is the the books, the planes have all the books in them. They put key locks out for all the keys. So Got now it. I just reserve online, go enter the code for the airplane and take a key out right and fly. There. Got it. I, I could literally go steal an airplane if shit goes down. So Got it. Go I do love that. that. No, <laughs> no. Let's so, go somewhere. No, that's part of my that's, that's part of my disaster. Weekend. That's it. Part of my getting out. <laughs> yep. That's I it. think parenting's huge. I, I mean, parenting well, in all aspect, you are creating the next generation. Manufacturing adversity. You, you so I don't want to, I'm not trying to like, uh, you know, parenting differences and understanding it. I still need to figure out what to do in terms of parenting differences, because I believe that life should be a little bit more difficult than, um, the mother of the oldest yeah. believes oh, it should yeah. be. Okay. <laughs> you know, because yeah, no, I get it. I get it. It is one of those things where you go, Oh, you know, you don't want to be too hard on them. Well, you don't want to, what, uh, what did, uh, Daniel Tosh say? What's that? You want to be hard on them enough that you get the thriller album, <laughs> yeah, but not so much. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, moving on from there. <laughs> but you got to you got to find a balance. You got to find yeah, a line. Yeah. But but you know we talked about manufactured adversity, and, and this was so cool because this actually has stats, which I loved. Oh, nice. And now I, again, they're stats out of a book, so I'm assuming they were fact checked by some sort of a publisher <laughs> at some point. Um, we do that, but it says that, that studies that show that children that participate in extracurricular activities do better in school, have a higher self-esteem than those who do not, especially in cases where children participate in extracurricular activities for more than one year. So there's a Columbia, uh, Columbia University study done in 1988 that showed this. Students that took part in an extracurricular activity sponsored by the school for two years were 97% more likely to go to college. Yep. They were 179% more likely to complete college, and they were 31% more likely to vote in national elections eight years later after leaving high school. Extracurricular activities then were correlated both with higher academic achievement and greater civic and social participation. And for young ladies, lowest incidence of teen pregnancy. Yeah. So, guys, if you don't have your kids in something, Something. ladies, too, get them in something. You know, we, we tell our kids all the time, I don't care what you do. But you got to do something. I have strong opinions. I think it should be physically difficult. Yeah. I think there should be some, you get banged around a little bit, you know. So I love the lacrosse. Your boy's taking a hit when he goes up. But now he realizes when life hits him a little bit, he can get through it. Yeah, it ain't going to hurt him. No, that's the stick. There's always BS in it, politics and sports. Like, you learn to deal with, like, I was a quarterback. Yeah, you're getting hit. Forever, before well, they changed 14 the rules, years. quarterback. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, the then yeah, days. yeah. Like <laughs> I was a quarterback. I was really good at like ten year or tenth grade. I had colleges wanting me. Eleventh grade or end of tenth grade, coaches came in and was like, "Oh, you're too mean and too fast to be a quarterback. We're putting you at safety." I'm like, "Wait, what? I've never played anything but quarterback." Found out his kids moving in. Bam! Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. dealt with yeah, politics. Put your quick feet. Quick feet. Head under. But you deal with feet. politics. You got to learn. Just all right. What am I going to do? Just Roll with the punches. Roll grind. So. Roll with the punches. Well, the last thing about this, man, I'll leave you with, if you're trying to learn how to get some grit, is this, which is gritty cultures or communities can create gritty individuals. Look so. at Khabib's. Look dude. at those Dagestanis. Khabib, yeah, dude. If you're they from the play yeah. full contact basketball. They wrestle with oh, yeah. bears as children. It's no wonder they're UFC <laughs> did you, champions. Yeah, did you see the going. meme of the dude working out doing the push-ups bear, on the yeah. tree? <laughs> Bears just jump up and down. It's like, I don't know what's going on or where this gym I'm is. I'm supposed to go fight that guy? No, you can't fight that guy. There's yeah, no, let me guess. He's a little grittier than I yeah, am. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah, there's no that. fighting that guy. But here's the idea. You know, when a team or business has a culture of grit, the people in the culture learn to demonstrate determined uh, determination and persistence. This leads to both personal and community improvement and success. So here's the key, kids. Here's the key, folks, which is if you feel like you don't have enough perseverance, enough grit around... You, who you're hanging around with may be part of the problem. 
You know, I mean, like I don't remember which guy it was. Like, you know, you show me a show me four dipshits you hang out with, and I'll show you the fifth. Show the fifth. (laughs) I'll show you the fifth. If you're not happy with where your life is, and you don't, you know, again, perseverance has everything to do with where you are in life. Make a decision to actually improve the people you're around. Make a decision to improve the people that you're around. But keep in mind, you're going to have to change you to do that because if you walk into a bunch of people that have a high level of grit and a high level of persistence and a high level of success and you walk in and start telling, talking about how shit's too hard or you don't feel like it or you're going to take a day out, man, they're going to shun your ass yep. because high-functioning people, I'm All telling you, negativity. it's like it, it's repellent to them, people uh-huh. that function this way. It, it really is absolute repellent. Well, that's all we got for today, man. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. I felt like it was a better show today. We gave Colt a psychological quiz. 3.4. Turns out he's an out of what? Turns out he and Kanye are geniuses. Genius. <laughs> Have you watched that documentary? Yeah, I started no, it. Oh, it's amazing. Done. But more importantly, can we talk about some grit, <laughs> which was which was before we sign off, Pete Davidson taking Shots. a beating for six months and was finally like, and today's the day, today's the day I'm done. I choose violence. I choose violence. <laughs> yes. Where are you at right now? I'm in bed with your wife. wife. Oof. Good Ooh. for you, Pete Davidson. And then the nerve of Kanye to be like, come to my church. I'm victimized. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Stop. Stop it. Dude. Amazing. You know what? Good for love it. The I just Kanye. became a fan of Pete Davidson. Yeah. 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 I love it yeah. just for that. Like I just thought Watch it was the just the documentary of Kanye, his grittiness, his grind. I'll give him that. Dude, that guy's a nutbag. Anyway. All right. Well, Let's uh, let's wrap it up. Remember, if you like what we do, tell a friend. If you hate it, what we do, tell two, because it doesn't matter if they're talking good or bad. What's the matter, counselor? As long as they're talking about as you. As long as they're talking about you. See you next time, guys. Hey, it's John Gafford. If you want to catch up more and see what we're doing, you can always go to thejohngafford.com. Well, we'll share any links that we have, things we talked about on the show, as well as links to the YouTube where you can watch us live. And if you want to catch up with me on Instagram, you can always follow me at the John Gafford. I'm here. Give me a shout.